Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. Just Austin with one one Prisla AC1. As usual, it's always a honor to have you guys tune into this podcast here. Today we're going to wrap up the emotional well-being series with the title or the topic you are deserving of love. We've been through series of topics such as grief, how it affects teenagers, how it affects young people and their emotions. We've been through depression. Um, we've been through um, body image. We've been through emotional abuse. All of these things tend to create, um, should I say, a dysfunction to young people's emotions. It tends to leave them destabilized emotionally and unresponsive emotionally and that's why the wrap-up will be you are deserving of love you know a lot of young people have been exposed to abuse from a very tender age and they grow up with such abuse that when it is time for them to be exposed to genuine love they still think or they still see genuine love as as uh, as as fake love or they see it as hypocritical love when i mean hypocritical that is hypocrisy they see those who genuinely love them as hypocrites that they are just having pity on them probably they've shared their problem with this person and this person's just you know just show affection they feel this person is loving me based on my condition but today we're ju- i'm just going to be revealing the fact that there's genuine love i'm going to be revealing the reality that you can be loved genuinely even by god some some young people have have told god that his love is a lie that we only love them when they do right things that they, he will only love them when they live holy that he will only love them when they live a certain kind of life or in as much as they do things that would prevent them from going to hellfire but that is totally wrong in itself i know god wants us to be holy because he called us unto holiness or unto righteousness but his love is not based on our actions his love is not based on our works his love is not based on what we give him or do not give him because no matter what we do our works can never be perfect before god our works can never be righteous before god even though we want to live holy lives even the bible said that our righteousness is like a filthy rag before god and that is why he said we are his righteousness we are made righteous by his by his by his strength we are made righteous by his hand we are made righteous by his holy spirit not by our strength not by our works the bible said that um, abraham was not saved by his works but he was saved by his faith and if you look at how the bible describes faith in john chapter 17 and first john chapter 5 from, from 11 to 13 it says that faith is internal life he said faith is is you living living in obedience in conformity to the to the image or to the to the life of christ faith is you are you are promised or you are should i say you are given access to internal life and how do you get internal life he said for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life so faith is you believe in jesus christ you have your faith in him and say i will follow jesus christ so christianity is not just a religious activity it is a lifestyle it is christ living in you it is you living like christ that is why when jesus christ died the the ultimatum that or the highest 
level of maturity that God gave Christians was to be like Christ because Christ was without sin. So it's that kind of holiness that God wants for his children. And he cannot you cannot get it by your works. You cannot get it by just making up your mind and saying, Today I will not lie, today I will not slap, today I will not fight. No, you cannot be righteous by your works or by your decisions. No, it takes the Holy Spirit. That is why he says in Galatians 5, from verse 19 to 22, he said, The works of the flesh are fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, all of these things, partying, spirit. He said, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, you know, faithfulness, um, gentleness, patience, meekness, all of these things. You know, it never mentioned uh, your works, it never mentioned self-righteousness as a fruit of the holy spirit no and if you look at the root of the holy spirit love was mentioned so you can be genuinely loved people can genuinely love you especially those from the household of faith they can genuinely love you because love is a fruit of the holy spirit so in essence we can never merit the love of god we can never buy his love it is by the sacrifice of jesus on the cross of calvary and you can only enter into that love when you give your life to christ genuinely when you surrender to christ and say christ i will follow you to the end christ i want to live my life to glorify you then you have embraced the love of god and the bible said in um, romans 8 verse 5 he said even while even while we were yet sinners christ came and died for us if you think you 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 uh, merit god's love by your works how come jesus christ died even before you were born you were born you came into the system and started hearing jesus christ died for your sins because jesus christ died so many years ago 2000 plus years ago you were not even born your family was not even taught about but then he paid the sacrifice so whatever you are doing you can never never merit god's love it is by the sacrifice of jesus that we are all saved so you you deserve god's you we, we can sorry we can never merit god's love you can never merit god's love but god is saying you deserve his love god is saying you you are worthy of his love because of the sacrifice of jesus on the cross of calvary not because of your works because your work can't fail you if you if you if you if you feel god loves you because you give to the poor god loves you because you you go to church god loves you because you do all of those activities it's a lie because your your body will get tired you will get weary you will get tired you will lose strength but that is where the holy spirit comes and quicken us that is where that's where we are being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And because God loves, the Bible said that for God so loved the world, He did not love some and hated some. He loves every single person. And if you look at the Bible, Jesus Christ said He came for the sinners and not for the saints. He came to save those that are lost. So if you genuinely tell God that you are lost, He loves you, in regardless of what you are, in regardless of what you've done, in regardless of of the things that are that has happened to you you may be saying okay if god loves me why would he allow me to be abused why would he allow me to be exposed to lots of hurt i cannot say for sure why god would allow that but if you look at the life of job job knew that god's love was not based on the good things god job knew that god was in the good and in the bad and so the bible said in romans 8 verse 28 he said for all things work it together for our good all things all things can be good all things can be bad but he said all of these things will work together for our good 
because what because we love god and we are called according to his purpose we love god is not that we 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 sweep the church we love god is not that we you know we go and do all of those things but if you genuinely love god the spirit will tell you this is how you are to serve him his spirit will tell you this is this is the worship that he's worthy of so you will know how to worship god in spirit and in truth not in eye service not not just serving him because you want people to see that you are busy no but you will serve him in truth and in spirit and the bible said that jesus christ is the way the truth and the life so you will serve god based on the revelation you have of jesus that that is that is love for god that is faith in god because you have received christ so christ will teach you how to love god because that's why he gave the holy spirit he said he will teach you all things that i will tell him of so loving god is more than our works it becomes easy it becomes easy to serve god it becomes easy to live righteously if you have the holy spirit because he's the one that we quicken the life of christ in you because the bible said in second in first john 3 verse 1 to 2 to 3 he said and when christ will appear he said we will be like him and would we would see him for who he really is so it is the holy spirit that will quicken us it's the holy spirit that will enable us it's the holy spirit that would that would translate the life of christ in us that is why he said it's a spirit of adoption that we have been adopted into the family of god we, not, we cannot call god abba father we are not his children we're no longer slaves to fear we are not child or children of God joined highest with Christ. That this is what the Holy Spirit gives. This is the inheritance we have in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter eight. So I just wanted to lay that foundation down before we move on. You are deserving of love. God loves you even before you were born. He sent His Son to die. For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You must believe in God. You must trust Him with the whole of your heart. You must give Him your all. You will tell the world bye-bye and you tell God, I'm following you till the end. So God loves us that even when we did not believe in, in Jesus, he, still, he died for us. Even before we were born, we, we were born into His mercy. Or that, Yes, we were born into God's love. We're born into it. We, we, we did not merit it in, at some point. In fact, even till now, we do not merit his love. But he so loved us that even before we were born, even before we were taught off by our parents, even before we were conceived, even before our family was, if our family started, even before our generation started, even before our ancestry started, Christ died. Christ died for us. So to tell you that God loves you from the moon and back, I even, even, even beyond that distance, God loves you so much that He can do anything to to save you. That is why He gave His only child. So God loves you. God loves me. I can never buy that love. I can never merit it. In fact, no matter what I do. I can never, never, because if God would have to love me based on the works that I do, I could have failed severally. As in, I could have failed severally. And that is why His mercy endured forever. That is why He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, because He knows that once that price has been paid, I can go to Him and say, Lord, have mercy. I can go to Him and say, God, please forgive me. 
and because of that sacrifice because the sacrifice is precious to him he will show me mercy but that does not give me the guarantee that i should continue in sin because grace is abounding no the bible said god forbid romans 6 verse 1 so in essence i just want to lay this 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 truth i just want to lay this foundation that we are deserving of love because god saw it fit to rescue us from darkness so it's to rescue us from sin to rescue us from the wages of death to rescue us from from the life of corruption from this world system and that is why he sent his son jesus christ is the love of god jesus christ jesus christ loves us so much just imagine one man he said they should kill him he was nailed to the cross nailed to the cross nailed was ah when you hammer the wall, you know you know the impact it has on the wall. Then this time around, you are nailing a human being. It passes through all his fascia, passes through his muscles, passes through the blood vessels. I'm sure he could have even gotten paralyzed because ah, just imagine the hand pass through the meta the metacarpals, pass through the carpals. Just it just pierced through ah his bones his facial his every single thing the nerves just imagine the pain even on the leg on sorry on his feet he was still nailed the feet he was pierced by the sword on his on his rib side just imagine the pain that jesus christ went through he was he was whipped by, by a wipe that had that had um, nails, it pierced through his, his skin. It peeled out his skin. Just imagine the pain Jesus Christ went through, just to show that He loves us even before we were born, even before we were born. So you you cannot say God loves you because of the because of the good things you do. You cannot say God loves you because because um, because you give or whatever. No amount of giving you give can amount to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. No. But it is it we are only demonstrating the true character of Christianity. That Christianity is not just a religion, it's not it's not just bowing down to a God and you know living your life to say eh, this is it's, it's not I don't know to it's not a religious activity, it's not it's not a do or die affair it is a relationship with god the way you relate with your friends so we are you know that if you're relating with your friends your friend will not will not tell you oh yeah come and die for me your friend will not hurt you or you will not hurt your friend that's the kind of relationship god is not a coercive god god is not he is judgmental because i don't want to say god is not a judgmental god because on the last day, we will give account of what we have done. Yes, but God is a God of love. He will relate to you. He's not a transactional God like other gods where you go and tell them, okay, do this one for me, I will give you so and so. Well, God does not, he doesn't need your silver or gold to act on your behalf. God does not need your silver or gold to love you. No, it is a relationship. The same way you love your husband. The same way God loves you. We are the bride of Christ. Christ is our groom. Christ, Christ is our husband. He loves us so much. So just get this fact that you can never buy the love of God. You can never win the love of God. You cannot walk your way through the love of God because it has already been given. It has already been given. And secondly, 
genuine love you can attract genuine love. People can love you for who you are, regardless of all the all the abuses. I know it is humans who have abused. I know you have you have you have seen so many evil things in the hands of men. I know that, but mind you, they are still sons of God who love by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Because naturally, human being is a selfish person. Humans are selfish. Even the Bible said in Jeremiah, it said that the heart of man is desperately wicked. It said, who can know it? So, naturally, man is evil. Man will always seek their own. Man does not know how to love. But by 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 the gift of the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ gave to us, he said, these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sorry, these are the fruits. Love is a part of it. People can genuinely love you. People can, you can genuinely, you can experience genuine love. You can experience love that is without hypocrisy. It is possible. Very, 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 very possible. Just imagine the, the adulterous woman in the book of John chapter 8. The Pharisees wanted to try Jesus and see what he would say because they caught this woman in adultery. They caught her in the act. This is not what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ carried her drew her close to himself and said i don't love people because they are righteous that is self-righteousness god doesn't love you because you are self-righteous no he wants to help you because you are he wants to help the helpless he wants to love the 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 helpless he wants to love you because people hate you god loves you in regardless of whatever jesus christ drew her to himself and said madam he, he, he wrote down, he bent down, he wrote on the ground. He wrote some things on the ground and he stood up. He said, if you are without sin, be the first to cast a stone on this woman. Some people are like that. That is why you have experienced emotional abuse. They feel that they are better off than you. They feel, you know, this self-righteousness. They feel, ah, me, I'm better, whoa, I'm better than you. So they, they tend to like cast a lot of emotional abuse on you. They tend to like abuse you. They tend to like make you feel less of yourself, you know, causing a lot of emotional trauma, emotional baggages. So the same thing, that woman was being abused verbally, emotionally. She, she, she told me she was ashamed. She was like, ah. So this, the, everybody in this quarter will know that I'm adulteress. Everybody will know, ah, they will stone me to, she was, she was already condemned in the eyes of men. It's the same thing for most of us. We have been condemned by people and in our hearts, everybody's like that. I'm sure that was not the first time those people had caught that woman in adultery. I'm sure that would have been the seventh or eighth time. But Jesus Christ was around now. Jesus Christ was around. So probably when they caught her, they would laugh at her and say, who? Hey, look at her. She's always sleeping around with men. And because of that, she was no longer ashamed. She was not even doing it openly. She would be like, it's not just to laugh at me that they will laugh at me. Some of us are already condemned like that. That living in sin has become, it has become habitual. It has become our habit. It has become perpetual. And you're telling yourself, the way big people can treat me like this, God will treat me worse. It's a lie. God loves you. So when the woman was around, Jesus Christ told ask the, the Pharisees, the teachers, the preachers, the pastors. He asked them, he asked them, the fellowship brothers, the fellowship sisters, if you are without sin, or you 
cast a stone on this woman, hit her first. And all of them dropped their stones because they are with sin. Because they too, they are sinful. You don't know what that Pharisee does in the night when nobody sees him. They were the same people who plotted the death of Jesus. I'm sure the same way they have plotted the death of many innocent people by giving bribes. So they looked at themselves and said, Ah, I have I'm a sinner. It's the same thing. So do not do not categorize the love of God based on the condemnation that men has given to you, based on the damnation that men has given to you. God is not like that. So Jesus Christ to the one he said, Woman, go. I have forgiven you. He said, where are your, where are your accusers? He said, if nobody condemn you, I do not condemn you. And from that day, she started living in righteousness. That is how powerful God loves is. God does not condemn you, but then he welcomes you. He cleans you, cleanses you for more righteousness. That is his love. That is his love. So God, God has sons that can genuinely love you. God has sons that can genuinely call you and say, I love you in regardless of what you are, in regardless of where you are coming from, in regardless of your now. I love you. This reminds me of, of, of the movie Pastor Laju Inre produced, Loving Amanda. Amanda was a street girl. Amanda was was someone who lost she lost her parents. She was an orphan and she was vulnerable. She was sexually abused by her boyfriend, who also sold her out for sex trade it would trade it would trade on her body it would it would tell her go and sleep with men come and give me money and he said that was he said he he was doing that because he loves her he would abuse this lady he would beat her up sleep with her rape her then send her off to men for money so that they would sleep with her and he told her that is his, that is love just imagine abusing someone and saying that that is love so amanda grew up with this mentality that love is when a man sleeps with her love is when she's abused love is when you know she gets money from sleeping with men and that was a wrong in fact it is it is it is an error a very big error to think that love is when you have been abused or when you have been when you are selling your body for, for money that is that is wrong so benga is her boyfriend so later on i think one day when she was coming back from one of her you know experience uh, should I, I don't one of her trade let me put it like that one of when she had she was coming back or she was yeah she was going to benga's house for another client to go and sleep with another person for money because benga said that's how that he loves her and uh, she he wants he wants to make money to take care of her so she can sell her but she should there's a way he would sell it to her and she would feel that this guy really really loves me but the day she was this particular day she was going to Benga's house for the usual and she met someone in the bus this guy this guy was a Christian and and um, Amanda was dressed in a very promiscuous manner. But then he fell in love with her. Genuinely, he was in love with Amanda. And he is a Christian. And when they got down from the from the bus, he followed Amanda. Why did he follow her? He wanted to talk to her about Jesus Christ. He wanted to give her, give her a flyer. 
So the guy wanted to hand over a flyer to her because he was in the bus to preach. He's actually a tech guy. He has money, but that day he said he decided that he would go by the bus and talk to people on the bus about Christ. But he was interrupted by another preacher who had condemned Amanda, who had condemned a few people in the bus, and he felt like the pastor was disrespectful and he followed Amanda while the bus had stopped at her bus stop. He followed her and told her that he wanted to talk to her about Jesus, talk about heaven, talk about hell. And Amanda made a statement. She asked him if he has been to heaven before and he said no, but he knows that that is the promise uh, place for every Christian or for everybody who genuinely loves God, who follow God. And she was like, have you been to heaven before? He said no. And he had to explain that to her. And he told her, he said, okay, since you do not have time to talk, let me give you this flyer. My number is attached to it. You can call me if you need if you need clarity on certain things about God, about, you know, Christianity, then he told her, Jesus loves you. And that was it. So he got home and he was excited because in his spirit, the Lord told him, this is your wife. And when he looked at her, naturally, looking at someone like that, the way she was dressed, she had tattoo on her body. She had, she had, um, she had pierced her body, had earrings almost everywhere. He would, he would have told God and said, this one, why, why would you ask me to marry someone like this? You know, he would have judged her at the spot. But because he was one who was genuinely saved by God, one whom the Holy Spirit had worked on, he loved her instantly. He knew that God could not lie because he knows God's voice. He knows how God speaks to him. And God said, this is someone you should love. This is someone. So it became easy to love her. And she was like, why would a gentleman like this be standing and be talking to someone like this? Even when that pastor condemned me. And she telling me Jesus Christ. So she was, she was shocked. So the love of God is calm. The love of God is, 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 is should I say, it's non-judgmental. God's love is is i don't know how to put this now it is humble it is welcoming it is open to every single person so from there that encounter made amanda realize that benga has been deceiving her that benga really did not love her if benga would love her he would not expose her to such lifestyle or abuse her and she made up her mind that day that she was going to leave and because she said she was going to leave, she resorted to a fight. Benga had beat her up and told her to go to the kitchen to go cook or to go prepare food for him. But when she got back, she used, um, I think, um, there's this thing called mortar and pistol, used for pounding uh, in Nigeria. Look at dishes. Use it to pound yam in Nigeria. So she took the pistol, the pistol and used it to hit Binga on the head and that was how Binga fainted and she left the house and she really called this guy that gave her the flyer she called his number and told him that she was stranded and that was how he took her into her house and surprisingly the family of this guy still loved Amanda because they were Christians so Amanda was shocked, Amanda was like it's like this boy, they have pity on me, that's why they are 
doing this it was hard for her to accept for a truth that people can genuinely love you without demanding anything without asking anything without exposing you without endangering you so because amanda was used to the street life because her parents were dead there was nobody to take care of her it was benga that took her in for a long time and she felt that was the only way she was exposed to love abuse beatings rape and all of that she thought that was love not until she got into a home where christ was you know christ was the head where they went to church where they loved god where the holy spirit had helped them you know and even when they were showing amanda genuine love amanda found it hard her turned it hard to really respond but it was gradually that she started responding you know um this guy ugochuku ugochuku was the guy who saved her would take her to church would speak to her about jesus would allow her ask the questions that she wants to ask and from there she started getting clarity from there she went to church received christ she started praying the holy spirit worked on her and that was how she was changed and last and at the end she got married to ugochuku because the lord told him this is your wife and it it happened that she had the Holy Spirit had to work on her first. And you see her past, even when Benga came back, wanted to remind her of her past. Because she the Benga always uses abusive words on her. She thought that was what she was. So Ugochuku had to make her change the words she spoke about herself, made her stop calling herself big and told her to start calling herself beautiful, special, loved, you know. And that really helped her. That helped her journey. So there are people like that that God would would place in your life to love you for who you are. They will stand by you. They will love you. They would they would do everything within their power to ensure that you are free from every form of emotional abuse, from every form of emotional baggage. They will just be there. You'll be asking yourself, "Are these angels? Who are they?" But God places people in our lives but it depends on how you want to respond it depends on whether you accept it it depends on whether you would you would back back it and say it's a lie all these things they are all very things nobody can really love me because of the people i've encountered they've always wanted things i was also in that position i think in 2021 that when someone came that genuinely loved me out of the friends that i had because i had encounters with friends you know i would just i would be friends with people but the only thing that they wanted was they want they just wanted to take from me they just wanted to take from me they just wanted to take from me you know they just wanted from me and i do i i loved people but it was never reciprocated it was very very difficult so i felt like okay ah so i became a people pleaser you know you want something that be yeah, come let me let me give you but i never really felt loved even though i loved people so i felt like okay anybody that comes to my life is let me become a solution giver let me help them fix their problem let me help them fix their life not until someone came in 2021 and i became vulnerable i told this person i said i don't know why you would give me attention i don't know why you would love me i don't know why you would have that. i don't know why you would do all of these wonderful things for me I was like, I told him, I said, I don't deserve it. He told me, he said, you deserve it and you even deserve more. 
that I'm even doing less. He said, you deserve more. So from there, I was broken. I had to go to God in prayer. I told him, I said, God, I don't understand all of these things. I told him my experiences with people. I had to be open to God. I know God knows all of these things, but I had to remind him today, this is how I'm feeling. I've had encounters with fellow Christians. Yes, Christians, but the way they will act towards me, I'll be, I'll be asking myself, have I done anything wrong? Why do people hate me? I felt like, I felt I was hated. I felt rejected. And, you know, those kind of feelings really hurt my emotions that I, 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 I raised my guards up. You know, I never allowed anybody into, into my life. Like, <laughs> I would there's only there were, there were always boundaries there were always gates around my heart you cannot you know and i'm like you dare not come near near me that kind of thing but i was a people pleaser because i felt like if i please people people would love me but no it was very wrong not only this person came in and everything changed i didn't have to struggle i i received i even received more than i gave this person so god saw my cry god saw that okay i was tired of that kind of parasitic relationship god god saw that people had abused me emotionally verbally like they've acted so they've they've treated me so bad and i went to him i was open to him i said god please help me in fact i never asked for god to give me people that will love me all i was saying is just help me just i was just saying god help me god help me and he told me said was bringing someone into my life i never knew who the person was told me where the person was coming from but i never knew the person until february the person came in and everything changed from there i saw that i can be genuinely loved without a motive without 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 a material motive without any without anything attached i saw that i could be genuinely loved even without me trying to please this person or trying to you know to act or oh, I say this? how do I say this? I saw that I could be loved without me trying to to prove it or trying to like uh, buy this person's love or attention or like for others where I would do so much for them and they would not reciprocate but so I could not I did not do much but their love was genuine their love was felt the love was heavy the love was was just there and from there I, I that was when i came to realize that i was pleasing people i was paying i was playing people pleaser i had to stop because god exposed me to genuine love i started loving people genuinely also and from there my relationships blossomed from there i had better relationships from there i had better communication from there i had better yeah better relationships overall and I could respond to to genuine love. I could know genuine love. I could know fake love. And I could respond rightly to all of them. So when someone comes and draws a little bit, I'm like, ah. I don't tell the person I do not deserve it. I tell the person, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate it. I accept it. And I, I'm sure that, yes, this is what God wants for me. And I'm able to accept it. I'm still love this person too, without thinking that there's something underneath, or probably there's a motive, or there's something attached to it. So it's the same way. God loves us, and does not even expect anything from us because His love. The same way we put people in our lives that will not expect anything, but they will love us 
for who we truly are. So I pray that we'll find this genuine because if you look at the book of Romans chapter 12 from verse 9 to 10, he said, let your love be without hypocrisy. He said, love each other with, with an affection. So Apostle Paul saw that even in, among Christians, people people were, were selective of love. Or should I say people, people's love were not genuine. It was based on certain certain criteria and he told them he said love without hypocrisy he told them he said let this affection let it let it be sincere let it be genuine among all of you so so it is possible it is possible and i'm sure you will find that love i'm sure we find that love and please i beg you be open to the love of god be responsive to the love of god be responsive to it. God loves you so much, and He's not loving you because uh, because of your work, because because He knows that you are going to go to hellfire. No, He loves you because that is who He is. First John chapter four. God is love. God is love. And since the giving of the Holy Spirit, there are many of His children who also love without condition who also love without expecting it without motives so i pray that you would know the genuine love from the fake love and i pray that you will know genuine love from hypocritical love that you will know those who are loving you based on hypocrisy and those who are loving you genuinely and that you will respond rightly to the love of god that you respond rightly to genuine love from people around you so this is my prayer for you and i hope this really blesses you i hope this of this sends a message to you i hope this changes something in you i i hope and i pray that you would experience love from henceforth amen so guys see you in our next series next series is going to be a wonderful series it's going to be wow let me not say anything yet but expect something really really great see you guys bye and have an amazing weekend god bless you all